Welcome back, everybody, to Jedi Eternal episode 31. We passed the great threshold of episode 30. Wow. Whoa. Here we are in episode 30. Today, I am your co-host, Braxton Taylor, here with my <laughs> beautiful friend and co-host, Andrew, the pretty maid, Bolin. <laughs> He's coming in here for the podcast, and his wife comes in here, Tara, and she's like, oh, Andrew, you look so good in here. Thank you for cleaning up, or whatever. I don't even hear what she said. And I'm like, I just imagine Andrew in here with his little maid. <laughs> Dusting, oh, okay. <laughs> my high, high stockings, <laughs> like black dress with the white apron. Yeah, my little little hat, you know. I look, uh, I look pretty good in it. Too. Uh, that that would be pretty good. I, I, I'd love to take a picture of that. <laughs> anyway, sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm just glad, happy to host another episode of this beautiful show here. Another week goes by. We mm-hmm. yet to see the Mandalorian trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we draw near and near every week and still will not get anything. In fact, we even have we're gonna talk about it here in a second. But we're uh, we even get some pictures and everything. We're still not getting the episode, so pretty yeah. interesting stuff. I'm not yeah, sure but that now is. that we've got that first look, I think it's coming soon. Yeah, and we have some talks today. Like two, we have some news piece and a rumor talking about The Mandalorian Season 2 and the trailer. So we're going to have some more to talk about, but let's go ahead and get directly into the news. Our first news look today um, is actually The Mandalorian um, related to this. Let me see here. Okay. So we're getting new looks at Mandalorian Season 2, and that comes from, uh, what was it here? It was from uh, Entertainment Weekly. And uh, under magazine, they went ahead with the fall TV preview and they had posted several different uh, different pictures that were related to Mandalorian Season 2. And you can find these anywhere on the internet right now. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. Yeah, so uh, I'll just go over a couple of them here. So yeah. our, the main cover was a picture of uh, BB Yoda. And, uh, and uh, you know, of course you got... Uh, he's sitting like by the, the feet of the Mandalorian here. Mm-hmm. And the background, it almost looks like a lava based planet so that's interesting um <clears throat> so go on you see that's uh, probably they were somewhere already like that at the end of the first season correct uh maybe right because they're in ta- a I thought on tatooine no not at the end right because they're remember they're maybe, riding on the know. lava boat i could oh yeah 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 you're right you're right you're right i forgot about that yeah it's been a second i've actually been since did last December? <laughs> I've yeah, I've actually not seen. <laughs> I've not I've, rewatched I've, it. Yeah. Well, I've watched some of the episodes, but yeah. I've not like seen the end since yeah. we watched it together all that time. Well, ago. Mandalorian is one of those beautiful things where I just didn't want to watch it and watch and watch it. Where you know, I don't think I get right. tired of it. But you know, it's like it's just something special. Yeah, you know? I plan to rewatch it again before the season comes out, though. That's sure. my plan yeah. as well. So anyway, you just go through um, and you see pictures of some of the old uh, some of the old cast so you know nothing too crazy or new him writing speeder um <clears throat> I, i'm just reading some of the comments here um and favreau is mentioning and he will also command a quote-unquote a larger vehicle hint hint and spend some time with the child so uh it's very possible that the mando might be getting a new ship and everything um there's just a lot of very simple straightforward pictures of of uh, a lot of the main characters and then we get one of uh uh Grand Moff Gideon, or I don't know if he's Grand, but Moff Gideon. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, nothing too crazy, nothing too extraordinary out of no, uh, you know, out of the, 
out of the ether here. But a lot of cool stuff. Um, it's just cool that we're getting some new looks, you know. That's the biggest thing for yeah. me. We haven't had the trailer. We're just a month shy, pretty much, of uh, getting the season itself. And we still haven't seen a trailer. So it's pretty, it's, at least it's cool that we're seeing some screenshots of what's going on. Um, and we're getting some movement there. So um, after, you know, looking at these pictures, Drew, has anything stuck out to you as you've seen these? Uh, yeah, actually, the one thing that, that has stuck out to me is we see this picture here um, that, you know, we got Mandalorian standing here in the front and this we posted this picture on our facebook i believe um and you got uh i can't remember his name oh man what is his name do you remember his name uh wait which picture are you this one here oh yeah uh do you remember his name because i cannot remember it at all i'm so bad are- with names we, we need like a we need like a Star sheet fans. that like shows characters' names. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I'm so bad with I, I names. Know. I like right I now. I could probably I could probably bring my wife in here and she could tell us all three of these names without hesitation. <laughs> she remembers every name of every character in any uh, story. Man. I can't remember any of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty bad. Obviously, like I can't even remember my own name half the time, let alone some Star Wars characters' names. So. so you still don't know what I'm talking I, about? I know who it is. I don't know what his name is. I'm just going to look it up. Wow. We talk about him all the time, too. That's what's, I know. what's funny about He's it. He's the bounty giver. I don't know. <laughs> Carl Weathers. Oh, I thought you meant like the character's name. Yeah, I could have told his actor's name. Well, no. Well, I'm, I don't remember either. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Grief Karga. That's his name. <laughs> I, I barely even remember hearing it in the show. So, you know, cut us some slack. I don't even remember his name being in the show Anyways, what's interesting about his character in this <laughs> is... Based in the from the first season, he has like that mustache going on, right? And like a black mustache. In this, he has a white beard. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Or like a white goatee, I guess. And so, some people are wondering if maybe that means that this takes place um, some time later. Right. Yeah, there was already some speculation with that because you know with baby baby Yoda and that one picture looking a little taller or whatever, which we I we don't really think that that's the case, but um, yeah. So I I just think it's interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, is this just Carl Weathers decided to to uh, let the old hair dye go for yeah, one, like one and, last and they ride. just kind of just <laughs> let it go by and they're like you know they just didn't really think about it yeah. or is this intentionally like trying to show age has like some time has passed? So I don't know. I, I don't know for sure on that, but continuing with that uh, story, uh, there's a couple things that I, that in this um, article that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. First of all, John Favreau describes this new season as um, about introducing a larger story in this world. Yeah, and you know we've talked before about how maybe uh, there's rumors that maybe this is going to start a larger universe of stories that all intertwine and interconnect. Right. Which That's of what course, been pointing to. Which, of course, bit. Star Wars already does that, but we're talking about more specifically branching off from the Mandalorian and telling these different stories. Right. Uh, and he goes on to say, the stories become less isolated, yet each episode has its own flavor, and hopefully we're bringing a lot more scope to the show. Again, I feel like this kind of... Um, goes along with that thought. But then EW... Uh, which is Entertainment Weekly, reports that season two will consist of eight episodes, which we were just mm-hmm. speculating on that last week. Uh, and then, and this part kind of hurts me, kind of pains me a little bit. 
um, Favreau does say there's probably um, even variation in episode lengths. <laughs> that better so, mean it gets longer. No, <laughs> we both know that means there's going to be like a 25, there's uh, going to be like a 21 gosh. minute episode. Well, kind of backtracking a little bit, you was talking about how introducing a larger story. Um, later on in the article, it says that Filoni added to what had been said and said, everything gets bigger. The stakes get higher. But also the personal story between the child and the Mandalorian develops in a way I think people will enjoy. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, it really does. Everything I'm hearing here really does sound like we're taking the Mandalorian. We're still, this show still focuses on him, but we're opening it up to this larger um, stories and characters you're going to meet that are then going to branch off into possibly their own shows is really what I'm getting from this. Um, and then there's something else in this article that was interesting as well. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, there was a quote from uh, Giancarlo that, that he was talking about. I'll go ahead and read it. Just, I don't know if that's yeah, what you're talking it. about, but it's pretty cool. Go for it. <clears throat> so as Giancarlo Esposito or Moff Gideon said about the storyline for the new season, I will be going toe-to-toe with Mando. It's an iconic battle. I want to disarm him mentally as well as physically. Who knows? Maybe there's an opportunity to get him to fight some battles for me. You may think I'm a villain, but I'm trying to harness some energy and some powers for a path that could be best for all. You'll get to see him be somewhat diplomatic and more of a manipulator. It's so easy. <laughs> we never heard so much detail so about much. a character. <laughs> so, he goes on to say, it's so exciting for me to be in a show where I can wear a cape and own it. And where I can give a lightsaber and really own it. <laughs> uh, I just love them. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. First of all, just it's very, yeah. uh, it's very uh, um, descriptive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's told us so much about his character without really telling us anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's uh, going to be interesting. Well, I mean, obviously, we every solid, I mean villain no matter what story it is you know if it's a good villain usually there's some aspects you're like okay wait i can kind of see why they're doing that i agree with right there's a purpose to it that um that you can almost see why they're doing right instead of it just being like Ooh, I'm evil just to be evil. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like the 1920s. Like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Which I guess you could. Dan, I guess you like, could argue eh, that's exactly yeah. what the emperor is. But eh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but that was made in the 1970s. So <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, also, I really like this this picture of that we get a Tuscan Raider riding a bantha, mm, which yes. is which is great. Also, uh, pretty great after our last episode's conversation about the banthas um so i, got, I had a little <laughs> chuckle when i saw that this new picture one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you, you guys listen to the last episode know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> and uh the last thing i did want to mention is that they also talked about that this is the um this season begins right after the previous hmm, interesting. so it, if nothing else it does begin directly after that yeah. doesn't mean the whole season will right. continue that. Could way. there be a pause within the season itself? Right. There could be like a maybe the first episode continues off and then like it jumps mm-hmm. forward. Or well, you never know. But and and and, and with Giancarlo's or, uh, Giancarlo's uh, comment, he does say that he tries to even maybe even get the the Mandalorian to work for him a little bit. So who knows? Maybe there is like a a pause there, and there, there's an epic battle in the very first episode, and somehow they somehow some way either come to agreements or he's being manipulated or whatever. And yeah. Fast forwards in time. And yeah. So who knows? Who you knows? never know. 
So let's, uh, you know, we spent quite a bit of time on that. So. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen those pictures yet, go check them out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, there's, it, it's something to be excited about, right? Something oh, that's, absolutely. We're finally getting yeah. a first look. <laughs> I do right. believe that this first look means that a, a trailer is not far behind. Um, it has to be close now that, especially since we're getting some images. So be on the lookout for that. As soon as we know, we'll let you guys know for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but we're going to move on to our second story. And that is uh, something that Timothy Zahn has told us about with Thrawn. Uh, he had an interview mostly talking about his new book, um, Chaos Rising. And uh, But there's there was a little bit more here that I found very interesting. While they were interviewing him, they, they asked him about uh, Thrawn after Empire, or after Rebels, sorry. And uh, just kind of talking about a post-Rebels future. And Thrawn, um, he went ahead and said this. Uh, Zahn. Oh, yeah, sorry. Did I say, did I say Thrawn? <laughs> Timothy you, Thrawn. You know, thinking about it now, did you think he named it kind of similar to his own name on purpose? Oh, I have no... I There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> uh, so, <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> so they asked him basically whether or not he has a hand in telling a post-Rebel story of Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And Zahn said, I have no idea. As far as I know, Ezra and Thrawn are still locked in Dave Filoni's basement, and he gets first crack at deciding what, <laughs> if anything, gets done with them. He's got so many other projects that I don't know if or when he'll ever get to that. I keep my fingers permanently crossed that he will decide I'm not going to do anything. Zahn, tell that story. And either letting me do what I want or we collaborate, work out the storyline together. Zahn even has an idea for how he and Filoni might tell two sides of that story. He says, uh, my personal preference, if I was running the universe for a few months, would be for Dave to do the animated series of Ahsoka and Sabine hunting for Ezra, while I do a series of books set five years earlier, right after Star Wars Rebels, and then do big strikes back and forth between them. So first of all, that has to be incredibly inconvenient for him to have his fingers permanently crossed. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but second of all, I, I agree. That actually sounds really cool. Like There's an animated series of, of Ahsoka and Sabine, and then all the while like the books are following Thrawn and Ezra. Like, yeah. That would be pretty cool. I, I, would, think, I, would, I think that would be really neat. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, and of course, you know, I think... I think to not have Timothy Zahn involved in a story with Thrawn is a mistake. Oh yeah, uh, easily. He he is, he basically is Thrawn, right? Like he's the mind mm-hmm. of, of Thrawn, and so, um, and of course he's going to tell that story best in a book. So I think that this could really work to to tell these stories back and forth, and then eventually you know you end up you do end up getting both of them together. Which, of course, would probably be in the animated series or maybe even a like a one-off movie or something, maybe, that finally tells the like climatic ending of that right. story. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I, I do think that this is probably uh, more of a wish than anything because I don't see them intertwining the a book and, and a show that much. Uh, they're going to want probably to show that and on Disney Plus for everyone to see. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, most likely. But if they were to take it that serious and they were to have that book series, I would absolutely love that. Hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not a huge book reader, uh, as everyone well knows at this point. But that would give me some big inspiration to read it, just because I love that. That I mean, I, I would love to see the resolution of that story. And if it was like inexplicably intertwined with the, a show like that, yeah, I would. I would. That would give me some pretty good inspiration for sure. So I, I would I would not mind to see that at all. <laughs> for yeah. sure. So 
without further ado, let's go ahead and move on there. Um, so our third news piece for the day comes um, from uh, StarWarsNews.net, or excuse me, uh, net.com. And this is everywhere, though, and originally, actually, I think it was on Jimmy Fallon uh, that this, this interview had occurred. Uh, but Daisy Ridley actually confirms that, quote-unquote, Ray Kenobi... Uh, was uh, definitely on the table uh, as talks when they was kind of discussing her character in the in the uh, final discussion of Rise of Skywalker and how it's going to conclude and if she was going to remain as the nameless face or or if she was actually going to be you know a Kenobi or a Skywalker or come to find out a Palpatine so there like I said she was basically saying there's two ideas on the table um, and and Kenobi was one of them so I'm going to read her quote um, because uh, Jimmy Kimmel live. Um, Blah, blah, blah. I think Josh Gad was actually talking to her, but anyway, she says at the beginning there uh, there was toying with an Obi Wan connection. There were like different versions. Ridley explained that she had lots of different ideas as they were making movies, including the concept that she was really nobody, which is what they seemingly went with in the Last Jedi. Before turning around and uh, explaining that there was one or there was more to the story. Um, and it goes on to say a couple of different things, but that was kind of the main point is that when they were talking, they had kind of bounced around the idea of either Palpatine or Kenobi. So that was actually something that at the very beginning, like before episode seven, Drew and I had been talking about like, oh, how cool would it be if she was a, a Kenobi? Right. Yeah. So that was always one of my favorite um, versions. And, you know, there's still there's a lot of like, how does that even work well and that's what i was about but, to ask you i was gonna say looking back now seeing everything we've seen and, and you know you and i it's star wars we love it but we don't have the best opinion of of how some of the things turned out in the sequel trilogy knowing what we know and hearing that kenobi really was in the talks of of being in her lineage or whatever right would that have been something that you would have wanted still at this point would it be something you preferred or would you just keep it the same i think i could have really went for it if they had they made it a big deal mm -hmm. like that that was part of her story and like if they included obi-wan like actually like mm -hmm. coming and talking to her and that kind of thing mm -hmm. i think it could have really stood out and and had like a, a really cool plot line there but at the same time i'm my problem and what gets what i get stuck on is this is the skywalker saga Mm -hmm. And so my issue with Ray has always been that she is the main focal point of this, of this story and mm -hmm. she's not a Skywalker. Exactly. And so in exactly. the end, I still think this story would have been better if she had been Luke's daughter. I agree. I think that yeah. a lot of this would have been, and you can say, well, that's, and I'm too sure they too predictable. And I think that was a, one of the main reasons why they never did it because they felt like it was just too predictable. You know, it's just too straightforward. But the problem is, if we're going to continue this saga, they chose to continue the saga. It needs to be a Skywalker story. Well, and, and you can argue Ben. Right, um, yeah. And, you know, and But he, they could have followed him a lot more closely than they did, you know, and they didn't. Right, <laughs> you know right. Saying? And I'll say the problem is with the modern-day storytelling is that everybody is just so hardcore chasing the next gasp moment, the next huge drop, the next big thing that will be on the headlines for the next five weeks of saying, oh, this is the craziest thing in cinematic history. Like, so much so that they will destabilize a set storyline just to give you some jaw drop moment that you didn't expect. Well, sometimes the things that we don't expect aren't the best things, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes something unexpected 
isn't what the story needs. You know, uh, if you watch, I mean, you know, and this isn't the best example, but sometimes with uh, stories like Game of Thrones, right? You get these really, really big characters that people love, and all of a sudden, like, bang, their head gets chopped off or something, right? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> you know, I mean, in 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 the chase of, uh, you know, um, in the chase of having the next big gasp moment or or next big twist, sometimes you can destabilize things that the fans really want because you're you, you as the writer are trying to fulfill this like, oh, you know, this thing. Like, I I, I want to make it yeah. this big next thing. I don't know. Right. Kind of rambling, but you see my point. Yeah, I see your point, and. You know, in the Palpatine, her being a Palpatine was actually pretty interesting to me at first. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually kind of a neat, a neat twist. Um, but my problem with it is how it actually ended up turning out to be. Because when it was the idea that Palpatine like had a, a secret family and mm-hmm. like what, you know, what's the mystery behind that? What's, what's the story with that? They could right. have told, I think, some interesting stuff there. But instead, that's not even really, like, she's not really like right she's not even really um palpatine's granddaughter she's actually the daughter of a failed the clone. daughter of a failed clone so mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's all just kind of weird yeah um, it's not even really a truly a palpatine i mean it kind of is but it kind of isn't you know well yeah and well and and i mean technically she's the she's kind of more like his daughter in a sense. Yeah, if anything else, it's like his daughter, yeah. More so. Genetically speaking. The, the, yeah, the whole like grandfather thing doesn't even really add up based off of the fact that it's a clone of him. So I don't know. It's yeah. all it's all weird. Which I know I know he raised the clone as a son type thing. That's kind of one thing they alluded to is he kind of raised him well, as a son, but to be replace him or be his like body double, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Well, because but because he never had powers, he basically they just got rid of him because well, was, right, right, because yeah. he was um, a failure essentially. Well, right, and that's getting off on a whole new subject. But I'm just saying that the fact that that he was intentionally trying to raise him as a son initially was probably why they alluded to that. You know, although it wasn't like this big thing, like oh, he's his son. Like anyway, yeah. So looping back to the whole point. You know, I, I think that it would be really cool as you and I as huge Kenobi fans, it would be cool to see that. But I do think it would have detracted from the story. But then again, I, I would, you know, the fact of the matter is, is what they did do detracted from the story already. So we might as well, just, <laughs> might as well get Kenobi. Right? <laughs> you know yeah. Again, the, the fact that she wasn't a Skywalker, any other option was never going to make as much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and even the she was a nobody. Um I was never for that either. I, I know a lot of people liked the idea of her just being a nobody, but yeah, I I think she needed to be a Skywalker. Well, and again, it it gives this beautiful message where anybody can be anything that they want. Like, yeah. okay, that's great, but do that story after the Skywalker saga. Do it along with the Skywalker. Don't interject that as the main bloodline of uh, yeah, right. the Skywalker saga, you know, because right. that destabilizes the whole point of the saga, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. we're kind of we're kind of saying the same thing over well, and over well, again. And, but and one other thing I want to add is that I mean, she technically, she technically could still be a Kenobi mm-hmm. because we don't know her mother's bloodline. <laughs> well, technically, so, yeah. I mean, I know that's getting real crazy, and I don't think they'd ever do it. But if they ever choose Guys, to, we like, called it right here on Star they, Wars. If Dirt, they ever did draw. choose, they're like, you know, actually, we do want her to still be mm-hmm. related to Kenobi. They still have a way to do it. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing, though. And as much as I love Obi-Wan, and I want to see him happy, we have to also re- recognize that if 
she's related to Kenobi. <laughs> He's going to have to break his vow, uh, you know, of celibacy, so to speak, and, and get a wife. Now, maybe you're thinking, like, after post-episode... Uh, Three, you know, he's in the desert all alone. He's not technically a Jedi anymore. Maybe he could have a wife, but listen, if it's not Satine, it's nothing I, for me. So, <laughs> I want Kenobi to, to have him a woman. Oh um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that when I like to think when he went to Tatooine, he he had he had him a woman there. Satine didn't die. We just didn't and... see. We just didn't see it. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. come on, the Jedi Order at that point had had already messed up enough. He he should at least. <laughs> Find somebody, <laughs> find somebody to shack up with, you know. <laughs> no, like I don't I said, think he did. For me, it's a teen or nothing. If he can't have a teen, I don't, you know. Well, he's not going to get a teen, so. Oh, let's. But <laughs> did she actually die? <laughs> okay, she, we're getting crazy. She, now. she did. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs> I'm just saying we're talking about some <laughs> theories, you know. Uh, uh, one other thing that that I did want to say about Ray was that they they also in that same interview asked. Um, if she was going, if she could possibly ever return, and she said, she said, never say never, which is funny because she's the one that said that she would never, <laughs> that she would never do it. So it <laughs> yeah. makes me wonder if they're already talking to her. Like we said, I think multiple times, but what, one of the first times we've ever talked about this, money talks. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You know, as Daisy Ridley, you know, no offense to her, but her biggest role as of yet and probably will be is Star Wars, yeah. and and. You know what was it the the Star Wars curse or whatever like Mark Hamill mm-hmm. never got a really big role. You know same thing yeah. with uh, Ewan McGregor. Same thing with with uh, uh, Hayden Christensen. Great phenomenal actors did great in Star Wars, but they never got a big role after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think Ewan McGregor's had some other fairly yeah he's had some decent roles. stuff, but nothing as um, like maybe nothing as huge as Star Wars, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's so true. So many of them don't really. There's a couple that continue on. I mean, of course, like Harrison Ford, who yeah, of he's course, the exception. Uh, have, of course, continued yeah. on to do some other really great roles, um, but had before Star Wars as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then there's like, um, I think Adam Driver is somebody who's going to probably he continue could, on he could, to do. He some, has the potential to. And I think, I think he already yeah. has. I mean, you know, he did um, Marriage Story, which is was considered a pretty big yeah. hit. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was, I think he was already finished filming Star Wars when he did that. Maybe yeah. I don't really remember, but um, but yeah, I think what happens with a character like Ray is she says I'm, or with an actress like Daisy Ridley, she's saying, you know, I'm done now. I'm going to go and do all this other projects. But the thing is, maybe there's not as many projects out there as she's <laughs> well, especially thinking. at this time in this and world. It's going you know? to eventually get to a point where they're like, "Hey, you can come back to Star Wars, and we'll give you lots of money." It's like drugs, and, you know what I mean? And she's going to be like, "Okay, I'm coming back to Star Wars." <laughs> it's like drugs, and so <laughs> just come but back. Let's uh, let's move on. We talked about that forever, very long time. Um, <laughs> so uh, Marvel has officially kind of gave us a preview of Star Wars The High Republic issue number one. We're finally kind of getting an idea of what this is going to be about. And what's interesting about this is Kevin Scott is the is the um, the writer for this series. Interestingly enough, he is the one that normally does IDW um, stories. And so he's actually doing the main Marvel comic this time around. And we're kind of starting to see... He's got a... The main character in this, I'm not going to be able to get this name right. Um, this going to be Shane. This should be good. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Padawan Keeve is what it looks like. Uh, Doubt it. So, probably not, but 
It says, we find the fierce young Padawan Keeve focused on her training and trying to prove herself to her teacher, the Trandoshan Jedi Master Skier. Hmm. Interesting. Who seems to have experienced a very common problem in Star Wars. He's missing an arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars loves taking uh, arms off. But interesting enough, though, Trandoshan Jedi? That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and so in this preview we get, we get the first few pages and we get a look at this master and apprentice in action as Key begins her Jedi trial under the watchful gaze of her master skier. But of course, not everything goes to plan. Uh, as we know, some big stuff goes down. Um, I, I'm assuming a lot of all of these stories probably start off around the same time as this this big event that happens and so we see it from all these different perspectives mm-hmm. is my guess i don't know if that's how it's going to work or not and then they kind of branch off into their own story like the stories go off their own ways but i have a feeling they're all going to start in that similar spot with this big moment yeah right I agree. Do, you, do you agree with that, that that's kind of where we're, we're yeah headed? i mean i think i think that's kind of what it's 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 you know it's hinging on they have like a lot of like loose ends so to speak at the very beginning is kind of scattered it's kind of small but then all focalizes upon the event you know the disaster great yeah. disaster or whatever it is i you can't know? remember exactly what they call it yeah um, i think it's something like the great disaster something right? like that yeah. and then you guys know what we're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 anyway so then boom all said now all these stories have this focal point to a foundation to base themselves off of right and then kind of reach kind of out branches so out yeah, into different, yeah 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 so i'm that's kind of the way i think this is all going to turn out but anyways you can go and see a couple pages of of that story um and is the i i, I think in the the cover of the comic we we have we have the Padawan there and her master on the left. And then on the right, is that um, the main girl that we see on the cover of, of the High Republic novel? Uh, do you have the picture? Um, I, I don't Avar, know. Avar Chris, is that her name? Yeah. Right yeah. here. This oh. right here. One of, these fo- one of these days, folks, we're going to have video and maybe we can start yeah, like, so that's going to be a big thing stuff. that we're going to have. Um, yeah, I think that I might mean, be she's her. She's a blonde girl. She's a blonde, I and mean, she's got that little, that little jewel so on, her, very well could on be. her head. I just don't remember the jewel being there um, in the picture, but maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's her because, look, I think that's – I think uh, she does yeah. have a little jewel there. Which each artist's iter- iteration will probably be. Right. Her, She's her probably going to look a little different. Uh, actually, she she does have, like, a little thing on her head, but it doesn't look like it's an actual blue jewel like it is in the comic. But, again, that might just be a bit artist's interpretation, mm-hmm. and so that might be why it's different. But A lot of other actual pictures of Avar Chris that we know for a fact, it's kind of like a gold – pendant diamond thing right right you know, eh, who knows but it we do know be. she's going to be in a very important character in all of this and yeah. all of this in the high republic yeah and exactly. so um so anyways it's it's our first look at it so go and check that out it looks uh basically it kind of shows them kind of doing some training together and uh i'm, I'm excited to get the high republic started. oh man yeah i i'm very excited for the high republic that's gonna be a whole new just era whole new section of star wars that we've never explored before it's, it's exciting stuff it's, it's very really exciting. exciting yeah I, I i'm i don't know what we're gonna do but we'll probably have some big thing going on around that time whatever it may be for sure um Hopefully, hopefully we have video up by then. Um, I'm sure we will, but we can't yeah, say, we should. make any promises. <laughs> we're not gonna make any promises, but hopefully we will. Um, yeah, yeah. And just to, as we're heading into our rumor section now, but before we do that, uh, just so you guys know, we're only like three weeks away from um, Star Wars Squadrons, mm-hmm. and so 
um, be prepared for that because we are planning to do some streaming of mm-hmm. that. We'll be doing some first impressions, eventually do a review on it, but we'll also just be doing let's plays and you guys can just like yeah. watch that. Maybe even play with us as we do it. So and you can see firsthand how bad I am at dogfight games. <laughs> As am I, as am I. Well, there's also, so, like, on a side note, I know we're getting a lot of side notes. We're 30 minutes into it, and we haven't gotten into our rumors yet. Uh, we're just having a good time today, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, this one, if, you, if you're not good at dogfight games like me, you're probably going to be terrible at this game, as I probably will be. Because, like, you have to, like, you can control the deflector shields, and you can, like, divert power to, like, the Oh, it's going to be oh, a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. But <laughs> and gonna everyone's going to be laughing at <laughs> Not only do you us. not know Star Wars stuff, you're horrible at video not games. Not only can you not name any Star Wars character <laughs> if their name's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> What's Skywalker something? I don't know. Skywalker. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Han Skywalker. Yeah. Starkiller. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Starkiller, yeah. Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to our first rumor. We only have two today, so that'll only be about 20 minutes, I'm sure. So anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, we was literally talking about this for episode, like, okay, let's yeah. just make this a little more short today, a little more bite yeah. size. It, I don't even know why we try. I don't know why we can try. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so rumors for this week. First one is uh, there was a quote from Grace Randolph, and uh, I have the article here. I can read it. Um, but Grace Randolph, I, I'm not exactly sure, Drew, what her qualifications are. Um, do, you know, do you know off the top of your head, like, like who she's from? Because you was telling me about this. Um. The screen I can tell you in a second. Basically, Just go ahead. I'll, t- I'll well, tell anyway, you. Anyway, basically, Grace Randolph, she's at a lot of good things. Like he, She's kind of trustworthy with her Star Wars news. Long story short, she has quoted that the Mandalorian trailer, so this is rumors, uh, was delayed due to reshoots. So they had kind of decided last minute, like they had a trailer. They had it. It was going to air it. And that's why everyone's so confident because they actually did have a trailer that they were going to air. At the last minute, some things came up. And uh, they had to reshoot. Furthermore, though, there's also uh, it was also due to big problems, quote unquote, during mid shooting of the season that have already been taken care of. So I actually have her quote. Yeah. So Grace Randolph is the creator and host of Beyond the Trailer on YouTube. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, and she has uh, leaked information in the past that has been very accurate. So. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of places saying that if she's saying this, there is a good chance that it is real. Yeah. So the article says Randolph offers that Disney isn't at all happy with the first trailer for season two and that it needs reshoots and needs to be re-edited. Uh, and Randolph also adds that there will be some sort of shift halfway through the season, uh, which is, has to do with issues surrounding the show. The good news, at least, is that it sounds like Disney is trying to make The Mandalorian the best that it can be by hopefully fixing the potential problems with the show. Yeah, so what kind of problems well, yeah, are we talking exactly. about? This what is the first I've ever happen? heard about yeah, this. Same um, here. This is very interesting because, listen, we know something's up, right? There's no... I mean, I don't think there's any way that it was intentional for it to be this long before we got a trailer. Yeah. Um, there's obvious, so apparently there's obvious reasons as to why. Well, and we, and we talked about, they wanted to do some Ahsoka stuff. We've heard maybe that was the reason mm-hmm. they wanted to add some, some different shots of Ahsoka in the trailer. Um, but even then, but, but what's more interesting than anything to me about this is this, this issue that came up and that it changed the direction of the show mid season. Yeah, I'm trying to read through some of her tweets here to see if she provides any further explanation. But yeah, I mean, you know, until I find something, you know, just in my own thoughts, you know, 
it has to be something pretty significant to cause an entire shift in storytelling. Right. To me, that means a major character had to drop out, meaning the actor, his or herself, couldn't be there anymore, didn't want to be there anymore, fired. Who knows? I mean, maybe Baby Yoda just (laughs) decided... (laughs) Decided it would he wasn't no. getting paid enough. Maybe <laughs> Maybe Yoda's like, no, I'm I'm, there was I'm dropping con- out. I'm not getting Baby enough. Yoda had a contract dispute. Oh my gosh. He's like, come on, you're paying you're paying Daisy really way more than me. <laughs> I mean, you know we all want to see Baby Yoda way more than Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Why do I sound like I'm dying of an asthma attack every time I laugh tonight? That's that's um, how you've laughed your entire life. It's so, true though. So, it's so yeah. true. <laughs> My poor little asthma self. <laughs> But yeah, anyway. the day uh, Baby Yoda's just like, no, nah, I'm I'm dropping out. <sighs> yeah, that's probably what it is. And if it is, I'm. No, I think. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to myself? I think either it, it maybe <laughs> there could be some dispute with with somebody that was involved. But I would say more so than anything, what may have happened is that Lucasfilm decided to go a different direction with just overall Star Wars. So yeah, so it, let's we, say we saw like, that with with uh, Kenobi as well to yeah, some degree, yeah, yeah. right? So let's say like they're like, okay, we're we're doing kind of what we did the for the first season. We're focusing on this on Mandalorian. He's going on these little adventures. Each episode is its own little adventure, right? What if about halfway through they said, no, 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 we want to do this over. We want to, we want to do this really big story that everyone intertwines and connects, and we we're going to do this. These characters are going to go off do their series. This character is going to do off this series. So you got to change your story to fit that and to help with that. Well, that's what I wondered. So there's two tweets here. So basically someone had asked a question or proposed something, and then Grace Randolph came back and said something. Um, this person says, what What about the Mandalorian Season 2 having huge problems? Question mark, question mark. Grace Randolph says, I said it had one, capital one, big problem, which Disney believes they fixed. We'll see how fans feel. And then the second tweet says, curious, and this is the person posing the question or whatever, curious as to what you mean by shift, like a creative shift in the season, tonal shift, question mark. And Grace Randolph comes back and says, I believe focal shift on the characters, unless they were able to fix it in post. Hmm. Plot so thickens. see, I think again, I still think that kind of supports what I'm saying because it's one or the other. Maybe they focused too much on, maybe they weren't focusing enough on the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. and they decided we need to be focusing more on their story. That's what really made it popular. <laughs> or it's the other way around. They were focusing on Baby Yoda, and they're like, we want more Ahsoka. We want more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could see it being something like that. Yeah, it very well could be because the funny thing is when you when we was reading earlier about in the article about uh, season two, it says uh, you know I think it was Filoni that that made a point to say, oh this is going to have bigger and better stories. It's going to get crazy, yet it's still going to focus on Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian. So it makes it sound like he's trying to justify like, hey, you know, big stuff's happening, but we're still focusing on the core stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So it very well could have been that that way they they, they kind of strayed too far away from. Uh, you know, Din Djarin mm-hmm. and the child, you know, yeah. um, and they were like, well, we need to rope this back a little bit, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I guess it's... we really won't figure it out truly until the season airs. Yeah, and well, uh, but... I'm definitely going to be watching for that now. Yeah, like, yeah we're gonna, exactly. As we're watching this, I'm definitely going to be waiting about that halfway point. <laughs> Episode four And see like, 
Yeah. Does something shift? Does something change? Do we notice like a dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be very curious. Yeah. What, what, what could it be? Yeah. So anywhere between episode three and episode six in that range, right, there's right. probably going to be gonna... something happen. And, and maybe this is be. all totally wrong. That's also a possibility. Could, we are in rumors, be. folks. Could this could, this yeah. could be false. Grace Randolph could be wrong. Yeah. It is a possibility. Really confident. She though. does seem confident about it. Um, but we'll, it's only a matter of time. We we don't have that much longer, so right. we'll see what happens. But let's go on to our uh, last one here. And to be honest, guys, this maybe is not necessarily a rumor, but we didn't know where to put it, so we put it here. Because <laughs> we wanted <laughs> like to talk about it. We just wanted to talk about it. We didn't know what to do um, with it. So. But, but we can kind of go into rumor territory as we're talking right. about it. Uh, but I just thought this was great. Again, this was when they were like talking with Entertainment Weekly about uh, Mandalorian Season 2. And Favreau... Uh, said that George Lucas was on set uh, for the season, just like he was for season one. And and Favreau says that Lucas would um, be giving Dave Filoni a hard time. He said he would be giving Dave a hard time about how many setups he was getting and how fast he was shooting and urging him to go faster. He was like a boxer's corner man coaching him, but always with a twinkle in his eyes. <laughs> it's like the Star Wars Santa Claus. <laughs> So oh, I really like that. That's so good. Well, uh, I mean, that's like his little mentor, or excuse right. me, mentee, I guess. Yeah, uh, like that's you know. uh, he's everything he knows is from George Lucas. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And I have to say, what I what I like about this is that you know George Lucas may not may not have you know he he sold Star Wars off all that. And and we saw very clearly in the sequel trilogy, George Lucas was not involved. And it definitely um, wasn't his stories either. And it was definitely even, not. Yeah, right. Even uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that. Right. Um, but what we're seeing here, um, and, and, and it showed in the Mandalorian season one, I truly do believe it showed, is that George Lucas is involved. He is maybe mm-hmm. maybe not super involved, but I think that, that Filoni's coming coming to Lucas yeah. and saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about... Well, the cool thing know, is, and it may have been in the uh, behind-the-scenes show or whatever. I don't remember. If, that was right even before season one even came out. But Filoni, I remember him saying that that we wanted to dial this back, Filoni and Favreau, and we wanted to see, like, what was, like, what is the feeling that the original Star Wars had, that it was kind of like a space Western. Yeah. And uh, and that's the, kind of the direction they wanted to go with it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like, it's not even just the themes, but it's just the core elements that made the OG trilogy what it was. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty cool. And I think uh, something to, to remember here is that something about George Lucas, his print on star wars does matter (laughs) like you can we can make fun of some of his decisions all day long if we want and we do like jar jar binks and Uh, and you know some things in the prequels and different things uh some episodes of the clone wars you know there's (laughs) there there are things to make fun of there things to really question but at the same time Mm -hmm. um we also can't forget the amazing. He's the one that created this, right? The he's amazing the one that came things up that he has it. created. I mean, you can say what you want, but he's the guy who made Star Wars. You yeah. know, and anything that George Lucas is involved in has a certain magic to it. Oh yeah, um, and yeah. that even goes for the Mandalorian. There's a magic to the Mandalorian that the sequel trilogy does not have. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I there's a lot about the sequel trilogy I do enjoy, mm-hmm. but there's something missing from that that the Mandalorian does have. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just in that that. Um, that we did not see in that sequel trilogy. And so um, 
the fact that he's still involved, the fact that they're treating him uh, as a creative support there, I think is, mm-hmm. I think it's good. I 100% agree. I couldn't agree more. In fact, uh, you know, if you want to make Star Wars what, what people love, bring in the guy who made it, yeah. <laughs> who came up with it. You know, yeah. the guy who made the ideas and the characters and the, you know, the universe that people fell in love with originally. Having him there is only going to make it more closely aligned to what people fell in love with. You yeah. know, I mean, it only makes right. sense. So, so I, I'm excited to hear that. I'm glad he's yeah. involved in it, to be honest. And absolutely, uh, we will um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm agree. excited. But let's jump into our releases. And uh, for releases this coming week, we have two comic issues that are coming out um, on this coming Wednesday, and that is Star Wars issue six. And Darth Vader issue five. Mm. Uh, both of these I'm very excited for. We yeah. have very big story uh, plot moments um, that could have major implications Yeah, uh, for the future of Star Wars in both of these comics. So I'm very, very excited to get my hands on these on Wednesday. And uh, you can guarantee I will be um, <laughs> sharing my thoughts next episode not any spoilers just yet, but um, we will eventually get to that as well right. as these um, wrap up. But uh, very excited for that. I do also want to mention that uh, last episode we talked about the Star Wars Adventures annual comic. And last minute they decided to um, postpone that. Hmm, so not sure why. Sometimes comics are weird like that. Um, they but, heard your comments. They didn't. You, they were like, oh man, yeah. Andrew's not excited. We got. Yeah. <laughs> we got to rewrite the whole thing. <laughs> Put Obi Wan Kenobi in it. <laughs> Front of the cover. Oh my god. <laughs> so, anyways, right now it's listed for October seventh, but I'm not convinced that's actually like a set date. I wonder right. if maybe that's just kind of something they've thrown out there for now. Uh, but that's a in the world of comics, they can they can postpone them so fast. They can move the dates oh, yeah. so fast. It's all and like I said, that was that was done like right after. Uh, I think it was like the next day after we recorded our <laughs> podcast. So I just wanted to clear that up for any of you that may have been trying to look for it and it wasn't there. So that will actually be later. I'll let you know exactly when that does come out. But until then, that's all we got through this week. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so we're going to go ahead quickly into our Q&A. We're running pretty late today, but uh, forgive us. We're going to get through our Q&A here, and then we're going to get into our main topic. Um, but like I said, as you guys know, we try to do three questions, topics, and suggestions a week that we get from you all uh, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you may be found. And uh, we're going to go ahead and answer those this week. We're excited. We love it. And we're going to jump right in. So this week's first question was actually in the queue from last week. And it comes from JB himself, Josh and Birkinshaw, who asked, Given that Mandalorian 2 is just around the corner, and so is Star Wars Squadrons, what are you looking forward to the most in these two releases? And what, if any, are your fears? Such as, could they spoil something, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So, Drew, right off the bat, what is something that you're really excited for in uh, Season 2 of Mandalorian and Star Wars Squadrons, and what are some things that you may be worried about at all? Well, I'm really excited for Mandalorian just because it's more Star Wars. (laughs) Uh, You know, we... This will be the next big Star Wars story since Clone Wars wrapped up. So, of course, very excited for that reason. Um, I'm very excited for Squadrons because... I love video games and I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So the, the two mixing together is always a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, and one of the big reasons, honestly, that I'm 
I, that I'm super excited for that game is because we are going to play it together oh, and yeah. we're going to play it for yeah. you guys and it's going to be kind of a new adventure for us. So yeah. very excited for that reason. Yeah. So is there anything that you're fearful of in any of these two, whatever that may be for you? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, okay. Um, let me, let me jump to like what my positive things are. Yeah, we yeah, can go yeah. to our go fears. Ahead, go. Okay. Uh, so, so, so same thing for me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly right on top with you there. Um, Mandalorian, I'm super excited because it is a great story that I thoroughly enjoyed and I'm excited to see how <clears throat> some of these characters progress, especially like baby Yoda. Like I just want to see, it's just so bizarre. It's so new that with like Din Djarin, you know, that's awesome. I want to see what happens to him and stuff. But with baby Yoda, like, like where does it go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like this is the first time we've ever seen like a baby and yeah. Yoda species and stuff. Anyway, so I'm excited to see that progress. I do have some fears in that, but we'll get to that. Um, and same thing for Squadron. I'll be honest with you, although it is Star Wars and video games, which I both thoroughly love and enjoy, I don't know that this is something that I would normally be super excited about just because I just don't love dogfight games that much because I suck at them and I don't like doing things I suck at. So. <laughs> right. But I will say, again, I'm excited because, A, this is something you guys are excited for, and B, uh, something that Drew and I get to play together and and try to, to, to live stream and uh, do Let's Plays and things of nature, which is something I want to do for a very, very long time. And if it can be Star Wars related, it's even better. So Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting in terms adventure. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very interesting. You know, with, with Let's Plays, you know, we can edit out our thousand deaths and our two kills and put those at the front, you know. Uh, but with live streams, you really can't do that. So. We're in a live stream is. So. <laughs> right. so in terms of fears on that one, I don't really have any. On Mandalorian, so let's just jump to our fears. On Mandalorian, my fear, there I don't have a bunch, but I will just say that for the Mandalorian, I am afraid, just as excited as I am to see how the story progresses, I'm a little afraid too. Because since there is no, how do I say this? There is no precedent. We don't know what happens to them. Anything that, that can be done, you know, Din Djarin could just die. Baby Yoda could just die. And we will never really know that for sure. So, it's kind of like, you know, pins and needles, like, you know, what are we going to see? And also, how will anything that happens in season two with, you know, uh, Moff Gideon, you know, him trying to extract the force from the child, you know, how is that going to affect the Star Wars universe and lore? So I don't know that's necessarily a fear, but it is like a kind of concern, like, because, you know, anything that happens, either A, can kill off awesome characters, or B, it can have some pretty serious implications regarding the force uh, in the Star Wars universe. So... Yeah. Uh, what are some fears for you regarding squadrons first and then Mandalorian? So squadrons, I don't really know that I have any fears. Right. Um, I, just like you said, I'm not super big on that type of game. Uh, I'm very bad at them as well. So <laughs> I already know this, this game is not necessarily made for me. So I, so I won't really say I have fears for it um, though, because my fears for that game is, are not what the average I, my fears would be like person uh, who would enjoy it's gonna it. It's going to stink. Be, so. I'm going to stink and that's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest fear for it. So I don't really have any. Right. Uh, but for Mandalorian, my concern is that uh, we get a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That that would be my biggest concern because that's my that was my biggest complaint with the first season is there was, there was a lot of... I would, I would consider filler in it. Right. Some of that ended up feeling a little less filler by the end because some of it kind of came back around and, and meant a little more. There's still a lot of, a lot that just 
didn't necessarily feel like it needed to be in there. It felt kind of like an episode yeah. of the Clone Wars or something. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, and, that whole one where they had to defend that village or whatever, that was like yeah. straight from an episode of Clone Wars. <laughs> I mean, that was literally like yeah. carbon so, copy. I, I'm really hoping this season that we kind of have more of an important story we follow throughout each episode. Every episode, yeah. Um, and my other fear, though, is that maybe we've kind of focus too much on other characters mm-hmm. and we lose the heart of the Mandalorian and baby Yoda together. We kind of lose the the heart of the story. And that could be the focal um, shift. And that could know. be the focal shift. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just something we'll have to see. But I, I do worry about that a little bit. Cause if we start getting Ahsoka involved in all these characters, don't go, don't get me wrong. It'd be cool. Um, but like if we, we start focusing on all of that and we lose um, the emotional impact of, of seeing these two together and, and, uh, I just think that could maybe hurt it in the long run. If 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 this, I guess my to put it a little simpler terms, my fear would be that the show ends up just being um, a beginning point for all these other shows. Right. Like if it ends up just being the focus to start a bunch of other shows. Like they basically start this entire show just to be the foundation for other ones. And right. It's like and then so like you said, it kind of completely loses the meaning of of what we're yeah. even doing here. Yeah. And so I. I that would be my two fears for this. Yeah, um, for sure. I have great faith that that's not going to be the case. Agreed. But yeah. I, but I do have a little bit of uneasiness there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Okay, so our let's uh, first of all, Josh, Josh and JB, my man, thank you JB. for the question. We appreciate that. Great question too. Um, we'll go ahead into our second question, which comes from. Uh, Jordan Fick, who says, I recently uh, read where Yoda foresaw and visions uh, Order 66, but didn't. He, but he didn't do anything until it was too late. Do you think his philosophies, specifically his philosophy that Jedi shouldn't trust too much in future visions, uh, do you think those philosophies caused the downfall of the Jedi and kept them from their highest potential? I will say for myself, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what are the Jedi without the Force? Guys with lightsabers. You know, which that's still pretty cool. But <laughs> but, but but Jedi are Force wielders. Light Force wielders. They bring balance to the Force by bringing continuity to the light side of the Force. You know, they are enveloped with the Force. You know, I, I, I don't know how to harp that any stronger. And when Yoda, and this is just my personal opinion, although I love Yoda, when he came into his later years, he was more rooted in the right here, the right now, and even looked down upon people like Qui-Gon Jinn who were more mystical, mm-hmm. delved into the Force. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we see Yoda as this the best Force wielder and stuff, but he used the Force very practically. Yeah. He needed to pull something. He needed to push something. He needed to lift something. But he didn't deep dive into visions and filling out the force and getting into the living force. He never did any of that. And again, so I guess my point, I don't want to take too long on this, but my point is is that what are the Jedi without the force? And if you can't trust the visions of the force, which are naturally light, which are naturally trying to lead you to the right thing, then yes, you are going to fail. And, uh, you know, and where... Uh, Fig is getting this from is from the uh, uh, Clone Wars. I can't even remember what it's called. Actually, I thought my head, but the Clone Wars. Uh, Tales of Light and Dark. Yes, Tales of Light and Dark. The very first chapter, which actually I said was my favorite, one of my favorite ones. Um, so uh, basically, at the very end, and actually I can read it to you because I think I pulled it up. 
But Yoda was saying, made for war, these children were, referring to the clones. Yoda reflected. Made by the millions, disposable, their makers consider them. Blah, 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 keeps going on. He talks how there's like a slight force presence within You should have read it in his voice. I'm disappointed <clears throat> that he didn't do it. Another presence. One that felt like... A, <laughs> I can't do it today, but anyway. Uh, one that felt like a vast... Do it in Miss Piggy's voice. You can do that. No, you can do no. that any day. That's... Come on. Um, another presence. <laughs> one that felt like a vast storm in the forest. Full of malice and greed, Kermy. Mm, it's Piggy. <laughs> um, it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like I can do so many impressions very mediocrely. Andrew always goes to Miss Piggy. I don't know why it is. Anyway, it's my favorite. But anyway, another uh, presence. One that felt like a vast storm in the force, full of malice and greed. Basically, alluding to the fact that that. He recognizes, being Yoda, recognizes that these were made by somebody and the intention behind them was malice and greed in the Force. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I do think that absolutely it did cause the downfall of the Jedi because they got away from their roots and they became more dogmatic and more invested in militaristic yeah, Well, and we also endeavors. see in the in the Clone Wars and in the, in the, the Lost episodes or whatever that Netflix did, Mm -hmm. um, we see Yoda, he kind of gets some hints of the future there as well, mm -hmm. starts to see th some things. So Yoda knew that there were issues. Yoda knew th something bad but was never on the really horizon. acted upon it. Yeah. But he didn't really, no, he didn't really act upon it, but he didn't, he never, tr I don't think he ever truly knew exactly what was going to happen, you right. know, and so there's always that as well. But yeah, they also, you know, they felt like they shouldn't trust their their visions because it was a it was a pull to the dark side, and so right, and so yeah, it, it's uh, I mean, could Yoda have prevented some of it if he had dived into it more? Possibly, yeah, but he did possible. So yeah, he didn't even try. So it is kind of it is kind of uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely you're absolutely right, Fig. You know, it's. It's just one of those things where because after, you know, 900 years of living in it and he's just got too practical he and the, and the Jedi as the as an order uh, overall became too dogmatic, militaristic and got away from the roots of who they were and therefore it caused them to fail. So great question. Fantastic question, actually. Yeah, um, so question. thank you for asking. Our last and final uh, comment comes from Alex Mason, who says, I think you guys should have a lightsaber battle and video it for us. <laughs> Well, Alex, I'll we've have had you many, know we've had many lightsaber battles. <laughs> Honestly, as uh, you know, we were children when we last had our final uh, lightsaber battle, um, and you know, as as good as a child can be, we were actually pretty stinking good. I'm not gonna lie. In fact, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell it, but there was a whole story of Drew moving to a, an apartment mm -hmm. and was there for a year or two or whatever when they was younger, uh, and the new kids came outside while yeah. we were lightsaber battling with one another and acting as if we were, you know, Star Wars characters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, and they acted like they want to fight us. And yeah. so they tried and we destroyed them. So, <laughs> I mean, we actually, one of them started crying, like, because we were just whooping up on them and yeah, and they started crying, ran inside and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh, wow. Now we just sound like big bullies. No, they, they wanted to fight us. They <laughs> right, wanted to fight us. That's true. And it was three against two, if you remember correctly. I do, three against two. I do All remember. All three of them against two of us. Yeah. Anyway, so we were pretty good as children. I don't know uh, as, uh, you know, I don't even know how many years it would be now later. Uh, if well, that was a long time translates, ago. translates, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, and also, um, it's actually, 
there it's also been videoed because uh, we went to the Force Awakens together the opening night. We yeah. were, we had to wait in a really big long line. It was it was cold outside. The line went all the way yeah. outside. And uh, we dressed up in full Jedi robes. We did. And yes. had lightsabers. <laughs> and we started having a lightsaber oh, fight. Oh, I forgot about and that. We, had yeah. a, we started having a lightsaber fight in the theater, and people were videoing us. So people have videos of okay. that somewhere. <laughs> so I lied. I, I, I didn't realize. I forgot that, you know, that our la- our last battle that was our last battling, battle yeah um happened much sooner than i remembered yeah um, and and that people were videoing us people so were videoing us. we don't I'm, have that video i'm sure uh look up like two dorks fighting two on you morons <laughs> two, you know two, two dorks fighting his jedi or something i don't know on youtube maybe we'll show up know. yeah <laughs> two ugly slobs i don't know um so uh yeah i i don't know that we could do it now but yeah it's happened in the past you know and there's probably videos um, so let's see here. Oh, and the last thing he says is also, how about the Mandalorian season two trailer? So amazing. <laughs> I know that's sarcasm. Yeah, uh, I can sense yeah. it through the computer. Uh, no, I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's pretty sad. I don't know. We're waiting on it, but, uh, yeah, it's going to come uh, soon. I'm sure. Maybe one of these days, maybe one of these days it'll come. Yeah. But do you have anything else you want to say about that? I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm good. So. Well, we did have a main topic for you guys today, but we're actually going to cut it short yeah. now because <laughs> this main topic might actually take a little bit. Uh, we're going to eventually do a spoiler review on the uh, novel Star Wars Dark Legends, mm-hmm. and there's actually a lot to take in there, a lot to, a lot to discuss. So we want to do it when we have plenty of time. Yeah, Don't feel like we have to rush through it. Like an hour and one minute right now. So. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to go ahead um, and save that for another time. So that being said, if you want to... Um, go ahead and uh, grab that book, read it over this next week. It's not very long, so you could easily do it. And um, then we can you can kind of be a part of the discussion in that. Um, but it, it, it's a, I will say, I will go ahead and say it's an extremely good book. I really, really like this book. And uh, there's a lot to discuss with it. So that being said, we want to thank you guys so much for the continued support towards us. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And uh, I just want to say again that you guys have been so good to us the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Just amazing that you guys have taken the time to do our giveaway, um, review us, and leave all the, your kind comments. And also, I just want to say like it's amazing when you think about it that these people that we've never met before yeah, yeah. Uh, have taken the time to share our things, you know, to spread love and support for us. Oh yeah. And you know, just out of the kindness of their hearts, they're, they, they don't owe us anything, you know? Yeah. And so it's really amazing that uh, you guys do that for us. And we thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we thank you for listening and join us next week for episode 32. But until next time, May the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.